indeed, this past couple of weeks has been a difficult season for many of us. There's been sickness, there's been turmoil, heartache, trouble on every side, as Paul put it, and even grief and death have cast a somber shadow on our local assemblies, and yet I feel and sense that our faith is unwavering. I sense that our faith has not moved. If you were with us last Sunday, you, you know what I mean, right? God is still on the throne. Wells of living water are springing up within us. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. I concur with Brother Tierney and Pastor Urshan today at the passing of our dear Bishop Buller. Certainly no small loss for all of us. Bishop's funeral services, or his faithful service, excuse me, to the kingdom of God and to the people of God. It's really hard to put into words this morning on its significance. His impact is, was global, and yet it was oh, oh so intimate for all of us. And only heaven is going to be able to record that adequately, and he'll be dearly missed. I, I do hope that you will make the time and find the time this Tuesday evening to celebrate with us here at Grace Point Church and the saints of God as we honor and celebrate a great giant, a great man of God, Bishop Leroy Buller. You know, life is full of ups and downs. It's full of highs and lows. Sometimes we're on the mountaintop. Optimism abounds. We feel good about where we are and where we're going, and those, those are good times. And then there are other times that are not so good. We're not so sure. Times where we're looking up at the mountain trying to figure out how we can get up there. Shadows loom and we find ourselves in life's valley. And I want to take a few moments today, if I could, to address that season and maybe try to offer a word of encouragement, a word of hope to us all today. Would you stand with me one more time? The book of Deuteronomy chapter 33 today. Thank you, praise team, for leading us into the presence of God. Deuteronomy 33 and verse number 26. Just going to read two verses today. Bible says, There is none like unto the God of Jeshurun who rideth upon the heaven in thy help and in the excellency of the sky. The eternal God is thy refuge. And underneath, everybody say underneath. Underneath are the everlasting arms. And he shall thrust out the enemy from before thee and destroy them. Can you say amen? amen? Heavenly Father, we need you today. God, we call upon you one more time to visit us, to come and to open up our hearts and open up our minds to receive what you want to say to all of us today. God, I pray right now that we would have an ear to hear what you would say to the church. God, let us embrace you today. God, your presence is heaven to us, and we love you 
do a work that no man can do today in our hearts and minds. We love you and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray and somebody shout amen today. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you. Moses wrote the words in our text and said that there is none like unto the God of Jeshurun. Jeshurun was a symbolic word used to describe the city of Jerusalem. It literally means the upright one or the upright city. Moses is getting toward the end of his life when he writes this and he looks back and he says, you know, I've, I've been a lot of places and I've seen a lot of things and there is really none like the God of Jerusalem who rides upon the heaven in thy help, the eternal God. He is thy refuge. In other words, Moses says, when danger lurks, when I feel threatened, when storms begin to rage and I need shelter, when, when harm and hurt chase after me, when destruction and, and is breathing down my neck, I, I do have a place that I can go. I do have a refuge. I do have a safe place that I can run to to get away from whatever it is that's trying to harm me. If you've ever been to a wildlife sanctuary, then you know what that is today. When I was a kid, having grown up in church all my life, Brother Tierney, I thought a wildlife sanctuary was where the animals went to have church. I didn't, <laughs> I, did, I, I didn't know. <clears throat> but I, I found out a little bit later on that Animals either live in the wild or they live in the protection of sanctuary. While they're in sanctuary, nothing can harm them. While they're in sanctuary, they are protected. When they're in sanctuary, they are taken care of. The, 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 the antelopes that are in sanctuary, they don't have to worry about the lion and they don't have to worry about the cheetah while they're there because they're in a safe place. They're in a protected place. Hunters cannot hunt in the sanctuary. It's, it's protecting them from all of that. Animals receive nourishment in the sanctuary. They receive medical help in the sanctuary. And they receive the necessary attention while in sanctuary. Sanctuary is a place where their needs can be spoken to. Their needs can be met and they can be safe from all that would seek to do them harm. And it occurred to me that we call our place of worship a sanctuary. And this sanctuary today works in much the same way as I just described to you. As a child of God, we live in a wild and chaotic place called the world. The world can be unpredictable and it can be unforgiving. It can be dangerous. 
This world can wear us down. Even the strongest among us is no match for the world that we live in. The world around you and I can elicit emotion. It can, it can bring attack and heartache and, and hurt. It can break us down and even seek to take our very lives. And yet in the midst of the chaos and amidst the unpredictability of this wilderness we call life, you and I have access to this place called sanctuary. A sanctuary. And when we get tired and when we get scared or we feel threatened by the forces of our adversary or when we get overwhelmed by our circumstances, we do have a safe place that we can run to. We do have a place where we cannot be hunted, a place where we cannot be tormented, a place where we cannot be bothered, a place where our adversary, the enemy, cannot devour us. He may be as a lion seeking to devour, but he cannot devour me if I am in sanctuary. Oh, that's why you ought to want to come to the house of God. It's your sanctuary. The presence of Almighty God is our refuge. His presence, like we sang about a while ago, is heaven to me. Why is it heaven to me? Because when I'm in the presence of God, I cannot be attacked. I cannot be taken advantage of. The devil can't bother me. The devil can't mess me up. The sources of this world can't do the harm that they would want to do because I'm in sanctuary. That's why more than 15 times in the book of Psalms alone, David refers to God that is in, in that way. He says things like Psalm 9, the Lord will also be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in time of trouble. Psalm 46 says, God is our refuge and strength. He is a very help in time of trouble. Psalm 59 says, but I will sing of thy power. Yea, I will sing aloud for thy mercy in the morning. For thou hast been my defense and my refuge in the day of trouble. And Psalm 91 says, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, and in him will I trust. Mm. David could write these words because he knew in whom he had believed. He knew that when evil surrounded him and when his life was being threatened, when, when he was being pursued by the enemy, he knew that he had a place where he could run to. He said, when my heart is overwhelmed, have you ever had an overwhelmed heart? Have you ever had an overwhelmed life? Have you ever had some overwhelming circumstances? David said, when my heart gets that way, when my heart is overwhelmed, he said, I know of a place I can go. I know of a sanctuary. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. What's he talking about, pastor? He's talking about running to Jesus and finding sanctuary in him. Oh, I got to ask us today, when your heart is overwhelmed, where do you run to? When there's trouble on every side, where do you find sanctuary? 
When your adversary is roaring as a lion seeking whom he may devour, where is your safe place? Oh, there's a lot of people that will run to a lot of places today. But thanks be unto God that you and I can run to the rock of our salvation. Thanks be unto God there is a strong tower. There is a sanctuary where I can find shelter and strength for my weary soul. Somebody say amen. Moses said, it's the eternal God who is my refuge and underneath. Everybody say underneath. Underneath are his everlasting arms. We're taught in scripture that God is omnipresent. He's here. He's there all at the same time. That's hard for us to get our mind around, I know. But he's everywhere. He's ever present. I, I, I'm not going to take the time to read all the scriptures today, but you can read in your Bible where the Lord went before the people. And then you can read in your Bible where he came behind the people. He was on either side of the people at, at certain points. He hid his people from Pharaoh. He, he was everywhere, and, and, and we try to name as a place. He, he was there. And, and the Apostle Paul will go on to further the notion in Ephesians 4 by letting us know not only was he before us and behind us, but, but he was also above all, and he was through all, and he was in us all. So not only is God in front of me and not only is God behind me and not only is he all around me, but he's above me and he's in me and, he, and he's through me, right? And, 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 and so we, but, but I don't find too many places in scripture, Brother Tyler, where God says he's underneath. He's above me, yes. He's before me. He, he's behind me. He's on either side, but but. I don't find a lot of scripture that says what our text in Deuteronomy 33 says. And this verse tells us that God is underneath. Underneath are the everlasting arms. Underneath. You know, there's something about holding something from underneath. My daughter Bailey, she, she's going to, be, going to be 13 now, so she doesn't do this much anymore. But she used to wrap her little arms around my neck and... I'd stand up when she did that, and her feet would just be dangling, you know. She'd have me around the neck, and she'd just let her feet dangle there, and, and she thought it was fun and, and funny. But the truth is, I could only hold her there for a very short time because it began to get really uncomfortable, right? Yeah, because, you know, her little arms could only hold on for so long, and my neck could only take so much, right? But, but, but. But if I, could, if I could get my arm while she's doing that, if I could get my arm up underneath her, that changed things altogether. Yeah. I, it changed. If I could get my arms up underneath, I could have held her all day long. Because underneath is a position of strength. It's a position of security. She feels better and more secure when my arms hold her from underneath. And if I could today, I think that it works the same way for in a spiritual sense between us and God. It's good to know that God is above. It's good to know that he's by my side. It's even good to know from time to time that he's in me. But there is security and there's comfort in knowing that he's underneath. 
There's something about knowing that no matter where I am, no matter how I feel, no matter how dark or how scared, how frustrated or how low the valley may be, his arms are underneath. His arms are holding me. I do not have to be afraid. I do not have to fear. I do not have to fret because I'm not just dangling there, but he's got his arms up underneath me and he's holding me and everything is going to be all right. Why underneath, Brother Sizemore? Why, why wouldn't his arms just be around me? Well, they are. He wraps us in his arms, but he's also underneath. Because underneath is an area that's unknown to you and me. It's a region that you and I can't see. If you were to go outside today and glance up into the sky and into the heavens, you, you, could, you could do that and you could see for miles. You can see the clouds. The clouds are not, I mean, they're not, they're not just right there where you can touch them. Those clouds are thousands, tens of thousands of feet in the sky. If you go up and glance at nighttime, you can see stars and, and you can see the moon and you can see the sun. Those things are light years away from you and I. But when we look up, we can see all of that. But if you look down, you can only see about six feet. Or less than that, depending on how tall you are. That's why archaeologists dig down into the earth. Because they don't know what's there. you got to hear me today. When, we, when we're heavy in our spirit, we don't naturally look up, do we? No, we look down. When we're broken hearted or when we're hurt or when we're dismayed or when we're struggling and we, we tend to lower our head and, and, and we tend to slump our shoulders and we tend to look down at the ground. We even call it, quote unquote, being down, right? Oh, he's just, what, what's wrong with him? Oh, he's just down. Well, what's wrong with her? Well, she's just down. And we, 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 don't, we don't fear the things that we can see. No, we fear the things that we can't see. It's uncertainty. It's, it's, it's unknown. Some people even fear death because it's unknown. And we bury our loved ones down into the ground. And we'd like to send them up, but we can't do that, so we just send them down into the ground. It's unknown. It's uncomfortable. We don't, we don't know about all that, but, but can I just speak a little hope into your life today? I'm not sure what the big light is. I'm not sure about the darkness, but if you're a child of the Most High God, I can tell you with certainty today what's underneath are His everlasting arms. I don't know a lot about what's going on down there, but I can tell you that what's underneath are his everlasting arms. I have a friend that tells, me, tells the story that he was working out in his garage one day, and he left the ladder up on the side of the garage, and he was just in the garage tinkering around. He, he thought he had heard some kind of racket outside, and when he went outside and looked up, he saw his little daughter's feet swinging from above. Mm. She had climbed up on that ladder, was sitting up on that roof just singing, hanging out, having a good old time. She's 10 or 12 feet off the ground. Yeah, she had climbed up that ladder. My friend said that in a panic he ran over to see her and 
he, he, he put his arms out to her as if to say, hey, stay right there. I'm going to get the ladder situated and I'm going to come up and, and I'm going to get you. And when he held his hands out, she jumped. He said, I caught her in my arms and I wanted to hug her tight and spank her backside all at the same time. <laughs> oh, later on that night, he said, he asked her, honey, you scared daddy to death. Why? Why would you jump? Why would you, why would you do that? And he told me that she grabbed a hold of his face with her little hands and she looked him right in the eye and said, daddy, I jumped because you've never dropped me before. Mm. Do you wonder today if God's ever dropped anybody? Can I just remind us this morning that God has never dropped a single one of us? Can I remind you today of what David said? He said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. I've never seen the seed begging bread. I've never seen any of that. Lo, Jesus said, I will be with you always, even until the ends of the world. He's never dropped us. So why is it that you're worried about jumping? Why is it that you're worried about taking that step of faith? God's never dropped you. He's never failed you before. I don't expect him to start today. Mm. And so while you're stumbling, while you're falling, while you're kicking and wondering and fussing and crying, all the while underneath are the everlasting arms of God. I couldn't see them. I, I didn't know they were there, but, but they were there anyhow. Underneath is where our feet are planted. Underneath is where the solid ground is. It's where the foundations are. You see, underneath this carpet that we're standing on today is a slab of concrete. When you look down, if you just look down, you might think you're in a casino. <laughs> I wouldn't know anything about that. I mean, so that that's what they tell me. I, 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 yeah. No. <laughs> Somebody pray for me. You <clears throat> All you can see is the carpet. But I assure you that under this carpet is a slab of concrete. And you know why that slab of concrete is there? Because underneath that slab of concrete is dirt and sand. And when they decided to build a building on this property, they knew that you couldn't build on the dirt and you couldn't build on the sand because it was unstable. And it won't take long for you to find out what a bad idea that was, right? And so they had to establish something that was firm. They had to establish something that, 
they could make sturdy and so they, they took out some bad dirt and some bad sand and they brought in the right kind of dirt and then they poured concrete on top of that and then they began building on the concrete. And I want you to know today that underneath the lights and underneath the woodwork and underneath the stained glass and underneath the steeple and underneath the padded pews that we sit on, underneath it all today is the right stuff which allows you and I and everything else that we do to do its part. Ladies and, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen, Jesus knew what he was talking about when he said if you build your house on the sand, then when the winds come and when the waves come in and the water, the house is going to be washed away. But a man who builds his house on the rock, when the waters come and the winds blow, that house will stand firm. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, can I tell you today that the arms of God are a sure foundation. Can I tell you that underneath the arms of God are made of the right stuff. The arms of God are the firm foundation that I can stand on. His arms are secure. When the winds of a life may blow, when the waters of a life rage against me, what's underneath me? What am I affixed to? What is my anchor fashioned to? Am I on dirt or sand or am I sheltered safe in the everlasting arms of God? He goes on to say, and he shall, Moses did, he said, he shall thrust out the enemy from before thee and destroy them. Well, that gives you a visual, doesn't it? Because if you thrust somebody out, that says something, right? Yeah. I mean, if somebody's hunting on your property and they're not supposed to be hunting on your property and you, you thrust them out, it doesn't mean that you went over to them and said, uh, excuse me, sir. Um, well, I was just wondering if you would not hunt on my land, but you know, I, no, 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 no. If you thrust them out, that means you might not be nice about it, right? Yeah. If you thrust them out, there may be some boots that meet some backsides. It, 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 if you thrust them out, right? Yeah. And Deuteronomy lets me know that while he's got his arms underneath me. While he's got his arms underneath my life, he's also thrusting out the enemy at the same time. I'm holding you over here, but I'm thrusting out the enemy over there, and I, I'm, I'm working for you. I think God would have us to hear today that when we're in a low place, and when we're down, and when we're depressed, when we're crying, and his hands, that his hands are up underneath us, holding the ground that you're standing on. When our heads are down, that we're looking up, but we can't always see. And what we do is we get a hold of the everlasting arms of God. They're under there. They're under there somewhere. They're holding me steady. They're holding my world in place. They're holding my family. They're holding my sanity. They're holding my heart. They're stabilizing me when the rest of the world is out of control. Mm. Pastor, how can you be so calm all the time? 
You got all these crazy things happening in the world. And we, got, we got all this stuff going on. We got sickness and we got, we got pandemics and we got crisis and we got even death. How can we possibly stay so calm? Because I've got the everlasting arms of God underneath me. Mm. He's holding me tight. And so it doesn't matter how down I am. And it doesn't matter how low I get. It doesn't matter how crazy the situation is that I'm going through. It doesn't matter what evil might betide me because I know that I know that I know that I know that I'm sheltered safe within the arms of an almighty God. His arms are underneath. Oh, I wonder if there's anybody here today who knows what it's like to be sheltered in the arms of God. God, I can't see. I don't know. I don't understand. I, but, but, I, but, but the world's gone crazy around me and, and, and life is happening and, and time and chance is happening to us all. It's raining on everybody and yet the arms of God are securely underneath me. He said, underneath are the everlasting arms of God. We used to sing an old song. I'll close with this. Musicians can come. There was an old song we used to sing, Brother Terry. It was a Dottie Rambo song. And it went something like this. So let the storms rage high. The dark clouds let them rise. They don't worry me. Why? For I am sheltered safe within the arms of God. He walks with me and naught of earth shall harm me for I am sheltered in. I said I'm up underneath. Up underneath are the everlasting arms of God. Maybe you're here today and maybe you feel like you've fallen until you can't fall any further. Maybe you feel today like you've hit rock bottom. And if that's you today, I've got to ask you, what do you think it is that broke your fall? Underneath. I said underneath are the arms of God. Because they're underneath me. They're holding me. Even when I don't see them, when, when I falter and when I fail, I'll only fall as, fall as far as his everlasting arms are. His arms are my refuge. He is my strong tower that I can run to. I got to tell you, some of us need to run to him today because his arms are waiting to catch you. Some of us need to quit putting our faith in people. Some of us need to quit putting our faith in government, the economy. All of that stuff is fine, folks, but it'll let you down. It'll let you down. No, no, my faith isn't in any of those things. 
No, my faith is underneath the everlasting arms of God. <laughs> so when you're depressed, remember, underneath, underneath you are the arms of God. When you're fearful and fear comes to your door, remember, underneath you are the everlasting arms of God. When you're confused and you need direction and you don't know what to do or where to go, I want you to remember today that underneath are the everlasting arms of God. When you're heartbroken, when you're hurt, when you're in the valley, you're falling down, remember, there's a sanctuary for you. There's a place that you can go. There is a refuge for you Underneath are the everlasting arms. If you're thankful for that today, why don't you lift your hands with me right now? Come on, if you're thankful that you've got the arms of God up underneath you today to hold you, come on, why don't you thank Him for it right now? Come on, He's never dropped you. He's never let you go. He's never failed you. Oh, come on, you ought to give him some praise right now. You ought to thank him for it right now. Come on, stand to your feet, everybody that would. Come on, stand to your feet, everybody that will. We're getting ready to sing today. And I feel like opening these altars. And I feel like inviting all of us today, all of us to come and run into the arms uh, that are waiting to get up underneath you. Somebody needs to run to the arms uh, that are holding you, that are propping you up, uh, that are keeping you safe. You don't know what you're going to encounter when you go out that door today, but while you're in sanctuary, while you're here, get up under the arms of God. Let him get his arms up under you so he can hold you and he can keep you. Come on, somebody, while we sing, while we sing, somebody needs to come and run into the arms of God today. Come on, let's sing. Oh, come on, somebody run into his arms today. He's holding you. Come on, you're in sanctuary today. Oh, he is my anchor. Hallelujah. 